0: Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Serviro, and I have the pleasure today to have over the phone a very, very talented man. He's a very, someone who had very, very interesting uh, past and someone very inspiring. This person, his name is Jerome Almon, Jerome Almon, A-L-M-O-N. He's a former war veteran, and you guys know how much I love uh these people and how much we have to honor these people and he's now an expert on disaster and guess what folks right now we are living a disaster and he's an expert on that and he's going to tell us a lot of wonderful things that we need uh to know right now with the phone mr jerome Alman. jerome how are you today i am fine how are you doing david I'm very happy to have you over the phone. Thank you so much for uh, being with us today. I really, really appreciate that. So, first of all, I would love to know about yourself. Can you tell me where you're from and uh, what brought you to become an expert on disaster?
1: Well, I was raised in Toronto, Canada, and Detroit, Michigan, which are two cities that are exactly opposites. Toronto being the greatest city in the Western United States, excuse me, in the Western world. And, of course, uh, Detroit being known for being one of the worst cities uh, in the Western world. Uh, I spent a year in the Desert Wars as a paratrooper, tanker, explosive expert, and I was drafted as a translator. I also studied under some of the best minds in the world in political science, including Dr. Mitja Zagar, who wrote Slovenia's constitution, and also as a top european union diplomat who helped negotiate an end to the bosnian war and how i became a disaster expert was through him and my chief mentor dr otto feinstein who barely survived the holocaust and headed the peace and conflict studies department at wayne state university in detroit i've also worked with the uh United Nations Delphi project at the University of Toronto which was seeking to avoid such
0: issues as COVID-19. Wow. Wow. So you've been quite busy and and we appreciate really definitely all the things that um that you are doing for the people. It's uh it's it's very very important and and I must also stress that you um also I would say uh work very hard to uh fight for the rights of the veterans, um such as, you know, to bring solutions around. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh yes, sir. I um
1: did a uh exhaustive interview with uh NBC News concerning the veterans' health problems and I had a uh, think tank um, that seeks to solve problems and to head them off. And I actually predicted the problems that you now see in the Veterans Administration. Uh, Also, in 2013, in conversations with the right hand of the president of Sierra Leone, warned on infrastructure in the medical system globally was not adequate to deal with a pandemic such as COVID-19, which was published in several interviews globally one year before Bill Gates made his infamous statements at the TED conference, also predicting what we now
0: have as COVID-19. That is indeed uh, beautiful. And really, I, I, we cannot help enough uh, a veterans for their services because I always say, and this concerns everyone. If uh, 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 let's say you're Jewish and you can walk in 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 America wearing uh, a yarmulke, or if you are uh, I don't know homosexual and you can walk in the street uh, with the bla- with the, the flag, the rainbow flag, or or you can or you're a Muslim and you can wear your beard, I mean you can grow your beard, uh, it is thanks to the sacrifices of people like you, you know. Um and, and you know, not 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 long time ago there was all these uh, uh when was that L- last week, this week even um was all these commemorations about these remembrances about World War Two, you know, May eighth or all these dates and and so this is why this is very strong in my head. And we cannot think enough, even by the time of World War II, when these kids, you know, were sent out there and they didn't do it for the money, I tell you that, you know. <laughs> they, yes, they, sir. they did it for the, the, the country. And some of them just, the door got open, they got shot, you know. And uh, it's amazing how sometimes the media uh, can really put the headlines everywhere uh, when uh, oh my God I got arrested because of that and, and uh, police violence and all of that, but not a single word when a police officer is shot on duty, when a veteran is is, is uh, dies lives in poverty, you know, can barely afford uh, uh, his food, can barely afford uh, a home. Um, all these kind of things, and, and, and I believe all the pensions, and these should be our priority. If we cannot honor our past, I'm, I'm not very um, you know, confident in the future. So if I want to help, uh, we're going to talk, of course, about all the great things they're doing, about how COVID is changing the game, et cetera. But uh, and while we're there, how can we help uh, our veterans
1: the the best thing, David, is what you said. One, I appreciate it, but you're exactly right. We need to remember that America is fair, and it is the best country on earth. We judge people by their character, not by their race, sexual orientation, or religion. That's the great thing about us. And uh, when it comes to police officers, they do not get enough credit, okay, They're very good people that put your family ahead of their lives, even though they have a family that they want to go home to. So the best thing we can do for police officers and the frontline essential workers and veterans is to keep doing what we've been doing that made this country great. And that is to be fair, to be forward-leaning, and not to let anything or anyone divide us, right? That's the great thing about America is, at the end of the day, we're all Americans, no matter what.
0: Wow. Yeah, definitely. It's so nice to to, to hear it. Uh, and, you know, if you're walking in the streets and you see a police officer, just stop for a second and say thank you for your services. And and trust me, um uh we all get tickets, you know, for, for for speeding, for parking, for uh you know uh for for uh, any kind of, of bad stuff. But how many people do you know who will risk their lives who would donate literally their lives for for you why they don't know you? Only the police would do that, only firefighters, only uh the, the army would do that for you. So you know um these people have dedicated their lives for you so come on don't tell me you don't have 5 seconds to say hello to give a big smile to uh uh definitely help uh, the people around and and uh, and just honor them honor the memories uh this is what we need so now let's talk about uh what is going on now with the this terrible virus around covid-19 um, you are an expert. You're recognized all over the world. And let me say this. Um, I read a lot about you, and you're someone, when you want something to happen, it happens. You know, not, you, you make things happen, that's the least we can do. Um, I would love to know what is, as you being an expert on disaster, is this, and forgive my naive question, is this a disaster and household. Yes,
1: it is the worst disaster that we have faced. And this actually uh, surpasses World War II and the Cold War. Uh, we're actually in the middle of a Corona Cold War. That is what's going on, which is part of a larger, grand Cold War. And it is a disaster from the standpoint of. It can beat us. It literally is a country killer, that it can actually take America from being one of the three superpowers on the planet, along with China and Russia, to we will not be a superpower. It is equivalent to what happened to the mightiest nation on Earth at the time, uh, Spain in 1588, that has a series of issues happen. Spain goes to invade England, and out of the blue, a massive storm comes and sinks the entire Spanish Armada, and they never recovered from it. The Soviet Union collapsed over Afghanistan. It was in the war too long, spent too much money, and it collapsed the mighty Soviet Union. No one would have thought that. This is many times worse from the standpoint of we must contain and kill it. That is the only thing that will work. Otherwise, this will go on, and the projections are, uh, uh, behind the scenes, it could go on to 2025. Now, I believe, because of the great scientists we have, like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, that it won't happen. And keep in mind, I lived through SARS in Canada, which was expected to have the same amount of infections and deaths. However, there were only 43 deaths in Canada and 774 worldwide because of what they did, which is they immediately and aggressively sought to contain and kill the virus. And if you examine what the Prime Minister of New Zealand is saying, which is New Zealand is completely opened up. They only had 21 corona deaths. There's no coronavirus infections in New Zealand. She uses the term that the Prime Minister contain and kill. That is directly from me. I've been in contact with the New Zealand Prime Minister and government over several issues, including this. If we start now, we could end this by August, and I firmly believe that our scientists will come up with a vaccine before August. I'm saying that now, I believe they'll have the vaccine before August.
0: so you think so when do you think they would have the 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 vaccine uh it will be before August That is my guess right now Wow, is
1: that i mean you have you have to keep in mind that No one has had SARS since 2004, not one case. And COVID-19, the full name is sars covid 19 2 So it is a SARS virus, too. They beat that in Toronto mainly, Canada, and in China. The same thing will happen with this because we have no other choice. That is the reality. We have to win. And when Americans have their backs against
0: the wall, that's when we're at our best. Wow. I love so much. I think I'm going to steal your phrase <laughs> about when when we are at our back, uh, th- this is um, we are at our best and we have to win. But there's no other choice. We have to win. Um, and we definitely need uh, uh, experts like you. So, What do you think? I'm going to say, you know, to to be honest with you, a lot of people, as always, they love to criticize uh, the president. They love to criticize the government. Uh, uh, People love to do that anyway because they think they do a better job, you know. Um, But I really think that the way it is handled is really good. You know, at least we know what's going on, like every day almost, I believe there is a uh, a press conference, and uh, and as we know, you know, this was an unknown enemy. Uh, what do you think should be done that is not down now?
1: Actually, I personally know President Trump, which I've appeared in articles with him in the media. Um, he has sought advice from me, not concerning this issue, but other issues. However, he does have my opinion of the issues through mutual associates. Um, This is what went wrong, is that Dr. Fauci is brilliant. Dr. Birx, they're brilliant. Look at them as the equivalent of aeronautical engineers. The plane cannot fly without brilliant minds like that that know where every wire, dial, and screw goes. Okay? Then you must have the pilot as the second part of that three-part a solution of having a safe flight takeoff and land. Okay. Without the pilot, the engineering is, is not any good. Without the engineering, the pilot isn't any good. That's the big picture. The problem is the grand picture was missing, which is you must have a disaster expert in control of the overall plan to contain and kill the virus. That did not happen because of politics. It's not because of President Trump. It's not because of Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burke. It's because people didn't understand this is a game changer. Okay, this is this is a new set of rules that need to be instituted. Which is we're all on the same page. So what needs to be done right now is a total 100% concentration on ending this, okay, bringing this to an end, period, by whatever means are necessary. That means go big. That means put more money into the hands of businesses and individuals, right? So that's off the table. We no longer have to think about that. Everybody's rent is paid. Everyone's eating. Second thing, the military, the admirals, generals, and colonels, they're experts at catastrophes. It's second nature to them. They need to be, every governor needs to have a general that they're able to go to to say, get this done, which will happen. That general will have a group of colonels that he will tell, get ABC done, period. They will get that done. That will take care of 90% of the problem. Then you allow the scientists to do what they need to do while being directed by the leader of the country and of this catastrophe, and you will see by August we'll have it beat. And again, New Zealand proves that. They beat it. They contained it. They killed it. Look at South Korea, very similar plan. It worked. That's what we need to do, and we need to do it now. Now, keep in mind, I warned in January, December the 31st, that's when the first word came of what was going on in China concerning the virus. I warned it was worse than we thought. By the actions of the Chinese, we cannot blame the Chinese. If you look at their actions, everything they did indicated this is the big one, right? Then that's what we need to do is to follow logically, period, scientifically, period, what works. Always go in a disaster, what works. And the best uh, equivalent is when firemen pull up to a house and they see women and children in the window screaming to get out of the burning house, they only think two things, get a ladder up to that window and get them out and pour as much water on that fire as possible, because if you don't overwhelm the disaster, the disaster will overwhelm you. You must drown it. If you need one trillion, hit it with ten trillion. If you need a thousand scientists working on it, make it ten thousand. That's how you defeat a disaster to stop it from becoming a catastrophe.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, and and definitely, uh, uh, I'm glad that you did stuff with uh, with, uh, with the president because uh, I believe really, really, I, I I believe the way he handled it is with the he handled it also like a businessman, you know, like uh, he was straight to the point, and then and the way he handled the ventilator thing, you know, as he said, with the king of ventilators, that's really the truth, you know, he he went. Really down to the the bottom of it, you know, to the to the business. Um, so and he's very good at it. Uh, so uh, so this is very interesting. All the things you 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 are telling us, and and I hope you know people would definitely reach out to you uh, for advices. Um, how can a government or an organization can either reach out to you, hire your your um, your services? What is the best way to to, to reach out to you? One is we will be erecting
1: a, a head of think tank, a global think tank. We're most infamous for defeating Google in Australia and the European Union, where Google was fined $20 billion. You can reach me by uh, email, jma at com, And that website is, the com, which will be up next week. And it will have full information, the steps we need to take, what we've done right, what we've done wrong, what we need to correct. And you will see the key to such a situation is personnel. Why did New England win six Super Bowls when before in the history of the team, they didn't win any? Tom Brady. Why did the Kansas City Chiefs win the last Super Bowl when they hadn't been in a Super Bowl for 50 years since the 70s? The quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. So it's personnel. When you're on that level, you have to have the best in that position, but you also have to let the best do their job the best way they can. So if we do that, we're good to go. We have the personnel. We have the best of the best. And we will come through, as you will see. At the end of the day, it'll be America that will solve this problem and prevent the next pandemic.
0: And definitely, uh, you know what you're talking about. And uh, uh, we want to uh, definitely have you uh, mow around on this show to talk about all the great things that you are doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I had the pleasure to have over the phone this very talented and important person, Mr. Jerome Almon. Let me spell for you Almon, A-L-M-O-N. Jerome Almon, who is a former war veteran. Again, honor all our veterans. Very important. And he's a very important expert on disaster, which is exactly what we are living right now. More music to follow up on iHeartRadio and actually a very special song uh, for you, Jerome, uh, from The Clash, the man, The Clash, called London Calling that you uh, were requesting. We're going to play that song uh, for you. Thank you so much, Jerome, for being with us and more music to follow up on iHeartRadio. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me.
2: The ice is coming, the sun's zooming in, meltdown expected, the wheat is going in, engines stop running, but I have no fear, cause London is drowning, I live by the river, to the invitation zone. draw another breath London calling and I don't want to shout but while we were talking I saw you nodding out London calling see we ain't got no hide except for that one with the yellowy eyes the ice is coming the sun's zooming in engines start coming the wheat is going a nuclear error but I have no fear because London is brown out.